everybody. Good evening and welcome. It is the yard sign, the most <laughs> the most important relevant podcast in politics. Johnny Torres, your host as always. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feeling uh, still refreshed. Glad to be back. Uh, getting back into the world news, quite literally, as we're going to talk about some global elections happening today. Also, uh, got of course uh, our own set of uh, circus acts to talk about happening here in our own lovely country uh, as uh, we get into tonight's topics. End of Title 42, uh, which, of course, big immigration issue, crisis at the border. Uh, we'll get into how that may or may not affect us here in Florida. Of course, it's going to affect us. Uh, Florida, E-Verified, also an immigration issue hitting home right here after the uh, Tallahassee legislature, our Florida legislature, uh, enacted E-Verify for all businesses. Uh, we'll talk about how that's already affecting uh, things that are happening across the state of Florida and CNN gets trumped. Um, we'll <laughs> talk about the nice little kind of uh, uh, hole they dug for themselves. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And and how, if Cluster. ever, they'll be able to get themselves out of it. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, we'll talk about some of the global elections happening to appease the gentleman next to me, Mr. Enable David Cabrera. Enable David Cabrera. I apologize if I enjoy listening <laughs> to figuring out what the rest of the world is doing. Nobody cares. I, no, honestly, no one cares. <laughs> But I care, damn it. I enjoy it. I exceed other people's, um, I don't know, dumpster fires. The only part that's interesting to me is, of course, the the whole dust up now with Twitter mm -hmm. and how Elon has found himself kind of involved in Turkey's elections and uh, how that's slightly hypocritical of some of the things he was saying about how he was going to run Twitter. So all so that. I, know, I, I mean, he did a, he did an interview years ago talking about how he wanted to make sure that Twitter was abiding by the laws of other countries also. And I thought to myself, well, that's, that's not going to age well whatsoever no. right. because other countries are run by dictator, like legit dictators yeah. and juntas and, and things like military um, officials. And so to say that they're going to run by their laws is basically allowing for censorship of other countries. So, yeah, especially during an election, Twitter was it was never going to be helpful. Right. If anything, just run Twitter like an American company and get yeah. over with. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we'll get into some of the nuances of that uh, uh, again as uh, we get deeper into the show. Uh, but it's, it's just you and me tonight. I know. I'm, Second show in a row. Hey, we didn't have anybody last week, remember? Who did we talk? We had two people here last week. No, week that was the first week. That was week. the first week. Yeah. Okay. It's then we had the short week. Yes. And then, you know, well, we'll get back into having guests. We'll be, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll we've just, there. we've scared some, some of them off and so we got to. <laughs> I'm not getting responses. Right. Yeah, we got to like stroke the ego a little bit and get him back in the doors. Look, you did great. We used the clip. <laughs> it looks like an idiot. It's no, fine. Not at all. Did we make you cry? A little. But that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, that's right. Maybe we ought to start uh, having our, our lunches before the show. Like, uh, well, remember we used to try to have dinner before the show. We man. used to, yeah, and now that yeah. didn't work. No. Because then we're walking up here and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> right, when it's nap time after that. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Let's get into tonight's first topic. Uh, of course, the crisis at the border as Title 42 comes to an end. Uh, another one of uh, Joe Biden's great accomplishments, uh, which uh, really, you know, it was funny because he won his election criticizing Trump's immigration plan. And then for most of the first year, he stuck with Kept Trump's <laughs> immigration plan. Right. And then came up with Title 42, which just basically opened the floodgates, you know, because it just allowed people to just come in, uh, ask for asylum for those that came in through the 
semi-proper channels, and then they were released into the wild of of the Americas, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, you know, for the people that were going through the process right up until the end of Title 42, their court dates are four years from now. Even in some, it's even worse. the The current court dates I saw I, I saw this number. I was like, "This is ridiculous." Uh, April of twenty thirty one. Oh wow! Is the I new, seen is that the new dates. That it's it's pushed that far back. Well, I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of people came in over the past two weeks. So we were talking about this earlier. The beauty of the current. So if you go online and you look about oh, what's happening in the border now, every article first thing they say, oh, there's been a, a small tick down in immigrants coming into the country <laughs> through the Texas through the southern border, and then you can read the article. And you're like, well, yeah, if almost a hundred thousand people tried to come in before Title uh, Title Forty Two got released, yeah. or got removed. That was the wave, and now people are like, I don't know what is going to happen now. And so you hear the local. Now it's almost to the point where you have to listen to the local people on the ground. So you're looking at like El Paso news, the D- D- Dallas news around the border. So then you can really get to understanding what's happening there because the larger corporations are going to just give you, oh, there was a small takedown in, in immigration reform, immigration and, th- and those are just the people coming in through the actual openings along the Correct. border, like the legal openings Correct. along the border. That's not talking about the thousands of people who are coming in through the uh, Rio Grande, who are coming in through other, you know, kind of open parts of the border, uh, endangering themselves, endangering others. Trying to cross Cartels the river. Cartels are still big. You know, uh, the, the coyotes. coyotes. Right. Yeah. Um, jinx. And so <laughs> I think what we're finding now is that there's going to be a huge legal battle because the governor of Texas has said multiple times that they're sending the National Guard to fill in the gaps that are being missed. There was right. a great article from Browns County in Texas where they're having to put barbed wire on the other side of the river to stop it. And there's a whole showdown of like, you can see there's like 50, 60 immigrants trying to cross the river. And they, then you see the National Guard with the barbed wire and, you're, and they're having to move down and then the the troops are moving too it's like they're just waiting for them to cross yeah and they're stopping them and then the first article is like oh you see the um, the border uh, police are are not letting them cross the the border that's their job right for them not to cross the border well and and we'll get into what happened at the cnn trump debate but one of the things or the town hall um (laughs) sounded like a debate was not a debate um i think you were right the first time (laughs) yeah uh, where he talked about the fact that he ju- he wasn't able to finish building the wall. Now, I'm not to say the wall is perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, and they've certainly found ways to get over the, Trump's wall. Yeah. Um, but in fact, one of the worst ways was they literally because there was there was like steel bars, these steel beams. And it just stops. Well, no, there was enough on one side where they figured out that if you if you just cut out a piece of of one on the on the southern side Mm -hmm. that there was enough of an opening kind of a sideways gap for people to get through oh my gosh and so they're literally lining up like they're walking into a concert or something like they're walking into a venue through an x-ray machine they're just going in like kind of sideways and they're in and it's just i mean I, i don't know how a country like ours allows for such ineptitude when it comes to the southern border like the you would think the government would want to do more to put more barriers or more 
red tape around it. Yeah. And it's like, well, because it's a Republican, they want to not have to deal with, they don't want to do anything with the border. And then Trump had two years to figure all this out. And again, the minutiae of trying to get the government to do something, it just yeah. it takes forever. Well, even up to Obama's first term, like Democrats were still like, yeah, we got to, you know, con yeah. get a control on immigration and we need to control our border and this and that. And then I'll just went out the window. They're talking about now they don't care. They're talking about 10,000 people on average. Now they're eight, literally open borders. Eight to 10,000 people crossing the, the, the border at any given mm -hmm. time. And that's that's in, every month, every week. That's insane for an entire year allowing that to happen. Well, and they've estimated that there's the, 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 the official number that they estimate of people that are here legally is somewhere usually around 10 million. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it's probably now north of five, 15. Um, we're, we're at that point again where some for both sides have done a shitty job when it comes to immigration reform. We're so banned. I know. We're, it's never. <laughs> <laughs> you have two Hispanics mm, yeah. talking crap about the, the Republicans and the well, Democrats. Your potty mouth. That's not. I mean, we're still at the PG 13 I, rating. Go ahead. Don't get mad at me. That's that's your one shot. Go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what needs to happen is someone needs to have the conversation of what we're going to do with immigration reform. If it's and it needs to be that simple fact of Republicans don't like the idea of of individuals massing into the country because then some people are really concerned about if Texas is going to be a red state. And they say this every single year, if it, Texas well, is going to turn into a blue state, which I don't think it's going to happen, just because the amount of people that are moving to Texas are probably already Republicans or conservatives yeah. to begin with, and two. Immigrants usually become conservatives after two well, or three the, generations. The problem here is, is that you've got people who have been here 10, 15, 20 Correct. years and still are not eligible to vote Correct. because they are not citizens. Correct. Some of them are not even residents. Um, so that's not even so much the case until you see the end game right now for Democrats, which is to allow illegal immigrants to vote. And which that is, is a mind very mind-boggling. Mind and it's allowed. one of those things that they deny it. They say it's not happening. It doesn't exist. Of course it's happening. It's absolutely happening. In California, it's happening. In New York, it's happening. In Chicago, it's happening. Yeah. And you hear these stories of letting individuals that are not citizens vote. Oh, because they live here, they should have a representation. Mm -hmm. They're not supposed to be here. Right. And if they are here, then they need to get, they need to assimilate into the society. Yep. And they need to pay for, again, I I don't understand how you you don't realize, yes, if they're here for asylum seeking everything, that's perfectly fine. Let's run through the paperwork. Let's fund the government to get that number of people. I think Ted Cruz was talking about, or one of the other senators was talking about, sending judges to the border so that they can have those arranged arrangements right then and there. Right. So they can have those conversations there. No, now, and of course the Democrats will try to figure out an app. They're thinking that app would fix everything. Yeah. If anything, what was, what, do you remember the name of the apps? Like, C, <laughs> like CDP1. No. And I'm like, first of all, it's a stupid app. And second yeah. of all, it's causing such problems. Because then the other argument on the left is like, well, you're going to have people that can't afford a phone that you're asking them to put. You're asking, it's like, like anti-technology, something like that. And I think to myself, that's, that's the problem that we're running into. Like children are dying in the river because you're yeah. building false hope, thinking that they're going to be able to cross in quickly. Well, and then you have these organizations out there that think that they're helping, right? Because some of them have literally put... Um, Porta Johns mm -hmm. along the border. Now, part of that is because the 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 people entering illegally will go into farmlands and pretty much go to the bathroom wherever they can. 
And once that happens, they have to completely destroy those crops. Those crops are not able to be processed for Correct. consumption. And so that's also affecting a lot of the farmers along the border. Um, the other thing they're doing is they're putting a water. They put out water, you know, at various stations where they know people are crossing through illegally because those areas are very desolate. And in some cases, you know, there's a video that's going viral right now on, on Facebook and other platforms from a sheriff in Yuma, Arizona, uh, where he talks about the entry point where some of these people are getting in. It's a two-day walk from the border to civilization mm -hmm. and how a lot of them don't make it. No. Um, because, I mean, it's the desert. I mean, and it is harsh, especially now going into the summer. It is an inhumane situation that both governments have made into a bigger issue. Yeah. And it's almost to the point to where they want us to continue just to argue the point and not figure out a solution. And I think that's something that we're really having a problem with yeah. is that no one wants to find a solution to this. Tell mm -hmm. them you cross the border. That's fine. You're never allowed to vote. I think I, I think we just need to have that kind of like let's one step at a time to figure this out. Yeah. Because if Republicans don't want them to vote, and but they would still let them become um, residents, give them that's that's give, the way. Right. Give them work visas, uh, making them ineligible to vote. Correct. Um. Uh. And then and I mean obviously. There's steps that would follow yes. after that. But I think that, I mean, especially we're, and we're getting into Florida and E-Verify and all that, um, because the truth of the matter is there's 100 million actual Americans who are not working right now, who are choosing not to work. Okay. Now, out of that, and because I, I looked it up uh, this past week, um, out of that 100 million, yeah, look up, look up, inactive, inactive uh, workforce. Um, out of that 100 million Americans... Because we're saying, okay, that's fine, like, you know, E-Verify everybody and have actual Americans take these jobs. Well, the truth of the matter is, aside from maybe construction, there are jobs that Americans are not going to take. Um, there are jobs that, honestly, unless they raise the wages, which is what they should do, Americans are not going to subject themselves to certain types of jobs. I mean, it's, it's just part of the elitism of, of being, you know, the 1% of the, of the earth. So, um, this is a very interesting conversation that this is twisted into. Uh, I, I, I know I, I understand where the number is coming from when it comes to 100 million people. However, the the employment market is at one of its best times right now, even though our participation number has well, that's been what I lowering. Mean. Yeah, yeah, but of that, the workforce participation yes, rate. But normally, it's about 19 percent of the population do not work. These are retirees. These are people that are in that bracket, and also children okay. under the age of I think 17 or 16 that are not allowed to work as well. So or really, don't want to work. Really, like don't have five percent of yeah. of those individual are of working age and can work and chose and choose not to work it's about five percent of the population i don't think it's it's not a hundred but i think what we're, i think it's higher than it's been in a, a long time but that's because people are just choosing not to work or not register their employment status when we that moved too. into the covid era of work environments we now have individuals that kind of removed themselves from this from the normal working situation and kind of into the gig situation right. where technically and this is kind of I, I we 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 do a lot of taxes we do a lot of accounting so we have individuals that if if it wasn't for them wanting to report their income they wouldn't have to report their income because there's no mechanism for them to show a report of their income because mm. they're not technically 1099s they're doing services for individuals and the services are not hitting the threshold for yeah. those individuals so they are technically are under the you 
again, if they didn't want to report, they wouldn't have to. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are turned into that situation where they don't, they want the freedom to be able to do what they want. Yes. The federal government is not requiring them to report their income. A lot of 1099s are coming out. PayPal is coming out. Venmo is coming out that they're going to have to start showing payments. And even to the point to where, oh, what's the one that is all the banks now? Truist does it. Bank of America does it. It's like that peer-to-peer. Zelle? Zelle. They're going to have to start also reporting. Sure. So, yes, in the future, we'll have to see what it is. But... We have a lot of jobs in this country that a lot of Amer- normal Americans, correct, do not want to do. And a lot of that is the service industry and farming and things like that. And I think that immigration status needs to be figured out when it comes to day laborers and everything else. But I think that's still not resolving the problem. The problem is you have maybe 15 million people in this country that are not reporting taxes. Yeah, <laughs> That's a problem. That needs to be fixed. Yeah. And, and look, to the kind of liberal talking points, I will say that, again, there are certain jobs that Americans aren't willing to do. Um, and to that extent, I would say then we need to reform immigration to allow either for more work visas, which is an actual problem. Um, even here in Florida, here in Tampa Bay, I mean, I have sat down with business owners who say that if not for work visas, we would not have enough people to Correct. fill certain jobs. Correct. And even then, the, the jobs we need to fill, we can't fill because there aren't enough work visas. Well, but there's not um, enough workers to begin with right now. We're having such a difficulties and we keep, and what last But that's why they need the work visas. Yeah, but these- It's because there are people that are willing to come and do these jobs if given the opportunity legally. But liberals are not, that's not the talking points that they want. I, right. When it comes to us talking about e-verification and requiring people to show the legitimacy of why they're living here is because I wanna make sure they're not getting paid $2 an hour in some trailer park on a farm and they're getting abused because of it. Yeah, that's what's happening. Right. What's happening is these individuals are coming to the country cannot get legitimate working because yeah. they're not legitimately allowed to be here. And that's the thing. And so, the, you know, the, the, the quandary becomes, you know, OK, do you like having, you know, your five dollar pounds for strawberries or do you want to pay twenty dollars a pound? You know what I mean? And obviously, um, you know, those numbers are just making those up. But it, it, there is going it, under this verified that we'll get into in a second. I mean, there is going to be a financial impact to that. Um, what it is and how bad it is, we don't know yet. I feel to ensure that there really isn't slave labor, but that's is, which right. is what it is. Exactly. It's like so. So if so, you want to keep your food prices low, but then you know, so that means you're okay with sway, slave wage wages and slave labor. I mean, these were conversations that they had when it came to making um, fabrics in the 1800s. Like, are you okay yeah. with the cotton being as cheap as it is, right. or are you are you, and you're okay with slave labor? Like, that's what's happening. Yeah, and everybody adjusted. Yeah, and I think that's what needs to happen now. And, when, and even when it comes to from the low, when it, when it comes to day laborers in, in the farms, to individuals uh, cleaning in uh, multinational um, headquarters, there yeah. needs to be legitimate. Um, individuals willing to say, look, I am not okay with people paying, getting paid below, min- <laughs> below minimum wage right. to the point just because they're falling through the cracks because well, we don't have problem. a system to catch the business owners that are taking advantage of the illegal immigrants. <laughs> Especially when it comes to minorities, you know, uh, Hispanic, black, uh, um, Asian, you know, within those that vote for the Democrat Party. You know, it's like, do you not realize that the uh, don't do you not realize that the um, 
the jobs that these people are taking are some of the very jobs that you occupy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because again, you know, le- illegal immigration only only hurts those at the bottom. Correct. Because they are repla- these aren't like um in in most cases they aren't high skilled laborers. Okay, these are low skill uh, low wage earners who are again are going to be replaced by low skilled low wage earners. Yeah, um, and they, only it's going to be off the books. And again, I think this is the a larger conversation is that people that are fleeing Venezuela. People that are fleeing parts of uh, South America because of how devastating it has become, they need to get asylum. They need to be able to fall through the, they need to be able to go through the process so that we can get them connected to where they need to go so they can work the jobs that they were raised to do and trained to do. It was like uh, family and friends that came from Cuba. These were doctors, engineers, like uh, lawyers. And because of the Castro system, they were, they were almost they were pushed out of the system because they were highly educated. And then because they couldn't get their papers in the United States, they were driving taxis when the guy has a PhD. Like that's the, that's the stupidity of having uh, a, a system that is not reformed yet. And again, this is not the first time this country has dealt with this. This yeah. is, I think, the third time of a huge waves have been coming through and then the mm-hmm. government does some form of asylum of some sort or amnesty. And yeah. then we and then people say, well, this should fix it. It's not going to fix it. It's just going to cause a problem well, 10 years from now. Correct. And the difference here is, is that smartly so Florida, Texas, um, and I and I'm not sure any, though, of any other states that are doing it, but I know Florida and Texas are doing it, taking a lot of these migrants and sending them to sanctuary cities. Yes. Because these, <laughs> what has come out today is Mayor Eric Adams of New York City is yes. now appealing to the New York legislature to allow the, him to repeal or modify their sanctuary city law because they can't take any more legal immigrants. In fact, it's it's getting so bad that they're kicking out homeless veterans. I saw that article out of hotels, hotels. around the state uh, and replacing them with legal immigrants. First of all, they're and, getting a few busloads. Yeah, the, Texas is yeah. getting entire rivers full of yeah. them trying to get through, and you're getting upset because of three buses. It's like imagine if they were a real border state. No, not, not a Canadian border remember, state, but a real. Remember border when state. they when they dropped off uh, immigrants at uh, Martha's Vineyard? Oh yeah, and you would have thought they were like a hundred thousand. Oh, yeah. that passed by when really it was like maybe a thousand and like the this the stupidity of this whole conversation like you guys are willing to ramp up and get upset because of, but we're dealing with that every day right in the border states yeah. you're dealing with this once or twice a year and you're getting mad because of that no share in, share in the wealth if you're going to make these laws right. and become sanctuary cities then take it then take and the, like take the bus and loads. like you said it, when when you put a band-aid on one end it's just going to come out another end correct because here we in florida we ended the wet foot dry foot law which mm-hmm. was a federal law but it was the miami delegation of congressmen that that put the bill together mm-hmm. and ended that policy well what happened um, obviously, we still have Cuban immigrants fleeing um, and trying to make it to the United States. But, you know, you got your Haitians, Jamaicans, people that are coming from the Carib- for the rest of the Caribbean that are now going to, because they can, they can hop on a, a cruise ship mm-hmm. to get off of Mexico and then come in through the Mexican border. And they're doing it because they realize, well, it's still easier than trying to get legalized through Florida. But Johnny, remember, we sent the vice president to El Salvador. Oh, into, yeah, well, into, the, into Central I America. Mean, it solved everything, it didn't saw, it? I thought it did. I mean, her grace <laughs> and her willingness to tell people to stay home That's right. really did some great work there. <laughs> isn't, isn't that 
Well, and, 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 you know, looking at the Statue of Liberty, I remember it says right there at the bottom, there's a little asterisk, and it says, stay home. Yeah, I think that's, what <laughs> that's exactly what it says. Your right. laws have consequences, and yeah. this is what's happening right now. And to, the policy. and to say that the White House is going to sue Texas over them putting National Guard members on the border because of the crisis that's happening in Texas is, is mind-boggling. You're going to waste that kind of money on well, that. Well, you can't, you can't solve the problem by exacerbating the problem no putting troops on the border is not solving the problem changing policy will stop the problem right and then the problem is is that texas like florida has a right to defend itself correct and it has a right to in, in, in enact uh legislation that is going to protect itself and for- it's and it's not that you and me are heartless when it comes to what's happening i mean our families are very much aware of what's happening yeah. in south america and very much aware of what's uh what is causing people to move and everything else but the amount of people that are taking advantage of these asylum seekers the coyotes the mm-hmm. the the drug dealers the drug the cartels that are taking this money and then just dropping these people off in the middle of nowhere, sometimes not even over the U.S. border, right. just somewhere else in Mexico. Yeah, and they don't know any better. And that's because you allowed this this unknownness of what's happening. Well, maybe we might be able to get in the border. Well, does it make more sense for me to stay in a, in a war-torn, uh, economically collapsed country, or can I try to get my family over? Yeah. And I feel that. I understand that. But we have to figure out a way to make it streamlined so then we're not having to have such an issue. And right. if we cannot do that, then we have to start telling people, you just cannot get up and move. Change the country yeah. that you're in now and try to fix it or figure out a way to start a revolution. Well, and they remember, they were criticizing Trump because the original policy was to send back children who were unattended, who were um, uh, who came um, by themselves, unsupervised or, you know, whatever the term is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, no, that's terrible. How dare you go send them back to these countries, you know, where there's gangs and there's violence and poverty and all this stuff. And they're like, like, okay, so then we'll keep them here and process them until somebody comes to pick them up. Oh, how dare you put these kids in holding facilities and how dare you put them in cages and how dare you, you know, and what did the Democrats do? They kept them in the same facilities that the Trump administration did. Oh, but you don't hear about that anymore. No, of you don't course hear, not. And again, when did we stop separating children from their families, with, from their parents, when their parents broke the laws here in the United States? Well, and was, some of them don't even come with their parents. There was a there is a process. If someone if you get arrested and you have children under a certain age, then there's a process that they go right. whatever. We can't even get our our um, adoption situation resolved. Like there's just there's so many problems here that we should be focusing on. But instead mm-hmm. we focus on making sure that there's enough non-binary bathrooms at Disney. Like this is the <laughs> things that we're wasting time on. Right. And figuring out which new gender we're going to be specific on and upset that Jordan Peter wants to make sure something's going on. These are things that we're wasting time on when we should be focusing on immigration reform. We should be figuring out why it takes three years to adopt a child in the United States. Yeah. Why is it so much easier for me just to go to Thailand, which we'll be talking about later, and just pick up a kid when it takes me forever to be able to, to adopt a child here? Right. And it's so frustrating that these are the little things that are happening. We have a debt ceiling crisis that's happening that we're not even going to talk about. And the ramifications, we're going to get it done. It's going to happen. But we have a two months of ramp up to talk about it because something to talk about. <laughs> 
All right, so let's go. Let's transition right into Florida uh, gets e-verified. And thank you everybody for watching the yard sign. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on all the podcast platforms out there. Wherever you like to listen to the audio version of our podcast, you can find us there. You can even uh, ask Alexa to play the yard sign, and uh, she'll do that for you. So look us up. We've got a large number of uh, people who listen on their uh, Amazon products. We also uh, have a lot of people listen on their Samsung phones, uh, but of course iPhones are still the predominant uh, platform for if our audience. En- if you enjoy slave labor, yeah, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> but uh, uh, we appreciate you watching, listening uh, to the show, whatever, wherever you may be doing. So uh, we, of course, got coming up, uh, CNN gets trumped and uh, our global election updates uh, from Mr. Nebel David Cabrera. Right now, Florida getting e-verified. One of the major cornerstones of uh, Governor DeSantis's uh, legislative session this year was the passing of E uh, verify. Now, those of us in the process realize and will fully acknowledge that this is a political play yeah. for his administration, for his campaign. I'm sorry. Um, that I believe uh, is going to be kicking off uh, until the second week of June. Correct. Uh, and also, um, um, oh, okay, got it. Um, and uh, so it's one of these things that while and and I you know you I, I often say this about uh, liberal uh, legislature you know liberal uh, legislative agendas you know is that they mean well mm-hmm. but they never think of the unintended consequences and I think in this case uh, he may be putting himself in a corner that he can't get out of because uh, Florida again benefits greatly from worker visas it also benefits greatly from illegal immigrants um, and those that are willing to work um, off the books. And and that's no secret. There are a lot of Republican voters out there who are business owners who, in some cases, like it or not, they will tell you they have to employ illegal immigrants or their business would go under. They simply would not be able to sustain or grow their business um, without hiring people that are willing to do some of these jobs. I think we need it. Landscaping, housekeeping. Then you raise rates. You raise prices yeah you we and can, then look some of them aren't even making l- less than minimum wage we cannot some of them are making way better than minimum you have wage. to pay you have to pay taxes on individuals that are are earning so well like, not even that it's just that there's such a high demand no, they no, need no. business owners have to pay for every employee that oh yeah getting. so that, there's that charge as well i think what needs to happen is people need to be honest like what are they okay and what are they not okay with paying if yeah. you're okay with paying X amount of money to get your your lawn cut every single month, knowing that it's an illegal immigrant that's pay, that's doing it, and that they're getting charged extremely less, and they're living in low and un, un, unimaginable circumstances. If you're okay with that, then just, then just say it, that you're okay with that. Yeah. You're okay with slave labor. You're okay with that being the thing. If that's what you're okay with, that's fine. At least you're being honest and just say it. But at the end of the day, I do agree that we need to do e-verification so that we can get the stigma out of it that you have to, you have the government and individual have to know that you're here. Right. And if something goes wrong, because then you're you're not willing to report crimes that are committed by by to you, not by you, but to you. Right. You're not willing to call the police. You're not willing to use ser- uh, services, civil services. You're not willing to 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 in, be a part of the system. And mm-hmm. if you're not willing to be a part of the system, then I get what what are you doing here? Yeah, because really the the 
consequences go both ways with mm-hmm. E-Verify. So obviously the business gets fined uh, after multiple fines and they get in more serious trouble and there's a whole trajectory for that. On the individual side, um, they also you know, you can get fined. Um, obviously if they get caught, they can get deported. Um, and uh, it, it, it's also the that now the the other part of uh this legislative session was the fact that hospitals have to report if the person that they treated that was unable to pay for their treatment was illegal an illegal immigrant or not mm-hmm. um, because they are they are wanting to gauge the financial impact of illegal immigration we know that they go to the schools we know that they go to uh, they use you know other public services uh, and hospitals being maybe the primary one not maybe not so much for us but it's, certainly the it's ones a, it's a along the along the Mexican border where they end up coming in with dehydration it, but they that's, have other, that's almost like a last minute ditch like you have to get if you're if you're sick or something you have to go to the hospital which means that you that's some that we're able to track that now again this builds into the fear of what happens if you live in these states and and you want to go to the hospital then there's a likelihood that someone's going to say that you're an immigrant now are is the system going to be built to where then ice knows about this and they're going to figure out a way to deport and ice is nothing compared to where they were before so i doubt that's going to be what's happening but you we have to figure out a way to track these individuals and again if you're already it might be that the simplest law of saying like look if you have not committed any crimes besides coming into the country and it's been x amount of years then let's figure out a way for you to get to a path of residency and so but if you came here correctly then you can get the path of citizenship these things are not difficult to have conversations to figure out what the what the mutual agreement when it comes to the when it comes to both sides of this conversation we're not going to and i and i i know your friend uh congressman from south florida made a comment that we should deport all uh illegal immigrants uh that currently live in the united states that is not possible i'm sorry that's just not possible no, no it would and take it would take uh i'd say at least a decade it's not possible and it's inhumane it's a waste of time and, and a waste of a lot of money sure so again we could be using our time and, and money and resources somewhere else and if they're already here they're already quasi like doing what they're supposed to be doing then let's get them let's get them some form of path of residency and let them start paying taxes sending money back to what they're already doing sending money back to their home countries and and maybe it's a third tier maybe it's a third tier beneath residency maybe it's a worker status um you know and 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 i don't know really what the differences would be between that and a residency um but there are there are day laborers that do that that you know look are we talking about a path to citizenship yes because what other solution is there you know and there needs to and and, and maybe it doesn't and again it doesn't always have so it may not always lead to citizenship not everyone wants to be a citizen up, here no and if you screw up um you again you can go, they'll, they'll then you are deported yeah you know and, and make it a one strike policy you know you commit a crime you go home we should host a forum <laughs> to figure out like the five points that everyone agrees on yeah that we can move this because obviously people that are elected are not doing ish right see you give me one i'm using ish <laughs> these people are not doing anything for this so yeah. might as well just us create a forum see the craziness that happens and just videotape it and see what, what goes on but i yeah. think you put a room with about 50 50 to 100 latinos of some sort and of some other caribbeans and blah 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 and other uh, immigrants and minorities we'll figure out what we would want this to look like yeah. five points send it up to dc look you if, if we can agree 
Dominicans, Hispanics, <laughs> Mexicans, everything else. Yeah. If this kind of like uh, the salad bowl of countries can figure out a way to have at least, look, we understand citizenship is off the table. You're here illegally, citizenship is off the table. You knew that entering into this country, you were doing it wrong. You were doing it wrong. Yeah. Now, if you entered illegally, I, I don't think you should, you should be allowed to become a citizen. Correct. However... You keep your nose down, you keep your head down, you keep it all clean, you move yeah. forward, which is very difficult for some but other But see, countries. liberals will argue that at some point then you deserve, let's say you're here 25 years, mm-hmm. right, but you entered illegally, that you at some point deserve the right to vote. And, Who, I, and I disagree. I disagree because you're now taking the space of someone that did it all legally. Sure. And they, like, my, my mom. Even took, if you asked for asylum. It took my mom 20, not 20 years, but yeah, close to that to get her citizenship. She mm-hmm. came in correctly. She'd been doing everything she's done her whole life. She always had her TIN number. Everything was fine. And then one day she was like, Trump was president. She, she wanted to vote for Trump and everything else. She's like, I'm going to go. And she did it. And it was great. Yeah, right. And we cried. And we flags. And we looked crazy. But, but, but that's, what was well, the that's window? What, what was the window between her beco- being a resident and being and becoming a citizen? What was, what, what do you know? I have I an like idea. 15 years. See, because to your point. Not everybody feels the need to become no. a citizen. There was no, there was no need. She had her papers. There was yeah. no problems, whatever. Still paying taxes. Still paying taxes right. and everything else. Everything was fine. She, property owner, everything was fine. Right. And then one day she decided, okay, it's time for me to become a citizen. She wanted to vote for Trump. Papa Trump, <laughs> who has oh a very God. large Latino following. Yeah. We like a strong leader. That's all we know. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, yeah, that, that's most of Latin America's problem. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign. And Evil David Cabrera, your host, Johnny Torres. Thank you so much for listening, watching, whenever, wherever you may be doing so. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, Papa Trump, um, he uh, was uh, so graciously invited. I'm sure with no money involved uh, to take part in a town hall on CNN recently. And uh, whew, man, was it uh, pretty much, I think, par for the course I think, uh, um, to uh, use a phrase I think uh, Donald Trump would like. Uh, it was a hot mess. And so uh, I think, uh, are you able to play back the, the video we got over there? Um, that is the face of full confidence. What's about to happen? Well, we're gonna see. I think we got uh, clips from uh, the CNN town hall here. It's kind of a best of that was put together Ooh. thanks to the Blaze. I, the Blaze Network. And let's see. Yeah. Um, you may have to unmute it. Yeah. It's uh, the the volume. I think's on the right. On the video itself, the video is muted. There we go. All right. No questions are off the table, and we agreed to no conditions. We're here to get voters <laughs> First mistake. the mistake. That they deserve. Please That's welcome right. the front runner for yeah. the Republican nomination, former President Donald Trump. You put us a uh, picture in picture. On the. Uh, if you look at what's gone to our country. Our country has gone to hell. Our borders are bad. Our military has been bad. You look at the taxes, you look at inflation, what's happened to inflation, it's just destroying our country. Uh, We've really become in many ways a third world country. And it's very sad what's happened in this administration. And it's uh, something that will turn around on day one. We were energy independent. Now energy is at a level that we've never had to pay before. Nobody can afford to continue to pay what's happening with energy. 
but we were energy independent. Uh, we were getting out of Afghanistan with strength and with dignity. Oh, and instead, so we got out, we looked like fools. Probably the most embarrassing President moment in the history of our country. One of the big problems was that Nancy Pelosi, Crazy Nancy, as I affectionately call her, <laughs> Crazy Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of Washington were in charge, as you know, of security. And they They're did not, not do their job. They're not in charge of the job. National Guard. You're They're, in charge of the they National are Guard. In, well, I offered them National Guard. I said, we'll give you soldiers, we'll give you National Guard, we'll give you whatever you want. And they turned me down. You're and in fact, she Secretary. turned me down. She tur excuse me, she turned me down in writing. But you said you weren't very involved that day. You did tell your supporters to come to Washington. You tweeted about it, about sure, that speech that happened on the rally. Am I so allowed when to they, say that? When they went to the Capitol and they were breaking into the Capitol, smashing windows, injuring police officers, why did, you, why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. <laughs> People were allowed to go to that little. I have to pull it out. Children. So if you look at... That's what she said. On January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before. And this was in the form of Twitter. Now I use Truth, Truth Social. I think it's far superior. Okay. I hope everybody's. On, I hope everybody's on Truth. Uh, if you look, January 6th is at two before 2:30. I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. This is right after as it was happening, but what happened is they took it down. I don't know why. I think they took it down because it was so good. They didn't like it being up there. <laughs> I am asking, this is, and we didn't know until I got it back, because now I have 90 million people waiting for me to go back, but I'm on truth and I'm staying on truth. Listen, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violation. It's, we want no violation. We want no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. The fact that, that you read that out loud, that's insane. That was very yeah. early. Mr. President, I looked at the same timeline that you did. Once no, no, it was but you clear, didn't report that. You know why? Because it was We did report down. it. I, I was reporting that It was that taken thing. down and it wasn't. But when it was down. clear to you that they were not being peaceful, you saw them rushing the Capitol, breaking windows, they were hitting officers with flagpoles, tasing them, beating them up. When it was clear they weren't being peaceful, why did you wait three hours to tell them to leave the Capitol? They listened to you yeah. like no one else. They didn't you know listen that. to you. The first I one. agree with that. But so Nancy, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi and the mayor are in charge. I assume they were able to do their job. They weren't. But and Pelosi's not in. in charge of Capitol Police. And if you security. remember, I made a Actually, video. Actually, she has a charge of Capitol right Police. the Oval Office in the Rose Garden. security with the police. And right. I'm very proud of that video. I didn't have a script. I don't need scripts like a certain person that's in well, there right time, now. What time? The video. It, it came out much later after. Going back to your influence, in Here's that three hours, over 140 officers were injured that day. And a person named Ashley Babbitt was killed. Yes. Yeah, he got you a know lot what? of flack for this. Killed, this and she part shouldn't here. have been killed. And that thug that killed her, there was no reason to shoot her. At blank range, Thank cold blank range, they shot her. And she was a good person. She was a patriot. One there was no was reason there. to. There was she no was reason. inside the Capitol building. And we can go ahead and pause it because we got to start wrapping it up. The but... fact that he killed her. That the officer was not bragging. Uh, the, so, classic Trump. I mean, he insulted the moderator. Uh, he insulted CNN. You know, he. I mean, he, he. It was. It was just textbook Trump. It's not. This is not even about Trump. Honestly, this is about CNN and allow and CNN trying to figure out what to do now that 
so much stuff has happened to CNN. Right. We no longer have Don Lemon there. They no longer have Chris Cuomo. Well, and it's open season on who's going to be the dominating news network for this election. Correct. It's not going to be CNN. It's not going to be MSNP. It might not even be Fox. Yeah. Like, the things have fallen through, things have fallen apart and collapsed well, so media, quickly. media is collapsing. The and entire, that's good. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. completely good about I think it. it I, needs think, to. I think what's happening now is that a lot more online media is starting to focus. Mm-hmm. A lot more small, independent agencies are starting to go up to it. Yeah. And I think that's what people need to have. We need to we need to get out of these conglomerates and back into local media, local stories, local politics. And that's what needs to happen. What Trump said there, and, and a lot of some stuff I didn't agree with what he said, some stuff I can agree with. Um, CNN told their pe- the, the audience not to boo at any time. Like that was told to right. the audience not to boo. Right. So then, of course, people automatically assume that okay, so so CNN is in it for Trump. CNN's in it for the ratings. That's what CNN's exactly. for. And then you see John Stewart. Oh, I got nothing from this. This wasn't meant for you to get anything from it to begin with. Right. You're just mad at CNN for letting him go on. And then you're saying, well, we shouldn't platform. You're not going to platform the man that's probably going to be the Republican nominee. Yeah. Exactly. That's the stupidest thing yeah. you could possibly say, I think, which will piss off the rest of the country. Well, and, and, and again, it was a preview of the Donald Trump that we can expect in this election. If anybody thought he was going to be any different, he's not. But you know what? If he can start um, pulling it out more, I'm more than willing to see what's going to happen. If he keeps, That was phenomenal. Well, again, despite what you may think of, you know, of him and, and, you know, him being a threat to democracy and all that nonsense. He's not a threat. You know, he's it's, exactly what democracy needs right now. Well, you know, and, <laughs> and that's, again, like compare him. Him to some of the figures that we've had in politics throughout our entire American history, like he's just as colorful as some of them, uh, you know, especially at the founding of our country. We quasi had a dictatorship during World War yeah, II. Right. Like, this is not the craziest thing we've ever had before. Right. We've in, had presidents shoot other people while in office. Like, this is not that far off. Well, and, and if you don't think that it's happened on the other side, Lyndon Baines Johnson was 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 incredibly known for being a bully mm-hmm. uh, and a tyrant and getting his way. Um, and uh, Eleanor Roosevelt was the first female president. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you couldn't make that case. I mean, it's, um, but uh, real quick, because we got to wrap it up, unfortunately. Um, go ahead and give us a breakdown on the Taiwanese and uh, Turkish elections. Taiwanese. Taiwanese? Yeah, that's how you say it. Taiwanese. Ta- Taiwan is a country. Off, well, Taiwanese elections. Thailand elections. Taiwan. Oh, I thought you said Taiwan elections. No, Thailand. Oh, Thailand. Oh, sorry. Thailand's elections. Since 2014, the military. <laughs> we were talking about two different countries. No, okay. I'm talking about Thailand. I know. I thought you meant, I, I thought you said Taiwan, but go ahead. Anyways, uh, there were, I know we're wrapping up quickly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. There were a few elections that happened over the weekend. Uh, one of the biggest ones people were talking about is what happened in uh, Turkey with Erdogan almost taking another election for himself. This time he he, uh, got less than 50% and people are freaking out because this is the first time it's ever been this close for his election cycle. He would be now elected four times in a row and we'll see what happens there. uh, Redo elections, uh, runoff elections, I'm sorry, are two weeks from now, so it should be quite interesting to see what happens there. Uh, High turnout in Turkey, a lot of people were upset with how he handled the earthquakes. A lot of people were upset at what he's doing when it comes to international and when it comes to foreign policy. 
the I think their inflation rate is over a hundred percent right now because he doesn't believe in increasing interest rates, which is hilarious. So that's going to be fun to watch. I, I posted, I talked about a little bit of last time talking about it. this is a very pivotal election cycle for Turkey and to see how to go forward. They are a member of the European Union. They are a member of EU, of NATO. They are a big supporter and they have been playing both sides when it comes to the Ukraine Russia um, order. In Thailand, a whole whole other <laughs> conversation. They also had elections, and their move forward progress a party I swept every single part of the Thailand elections, um, and that is something that is seen as a very good thing at the moment. The uh, Thai opposition party swept the uh, swept the board Sunday nationwide elections. The voters delivered a powerful reboot to the military-backed establishment has, that has been ruling the country since 2014 with a junta uh, out. Um, there was a 75.2% showing of Thailand elections, which wow. is huge wow. of those we're able to. That's the biggest thing. Uh, the new guy that's running that won his election, they don't know if he's going to be prime minister yet because that's, uh, there's a there's a complication there. He is a Harvard alumni and a background in business, so we'll see what goes there. He's definitely super Kim Jong-un also... Uh I don't know if it was Harvard, but he, I, wasn't he Har- came to school here. No, the United no, not in the U.S. He was he was educated in like. Uh, or was it in, in Europe? I think it was in Oxford. Yeah. I think he was educated in Oxford. I'm, I'm, I'm was in North Korea. Wrong. I'm probably wrong. There's no education in North Korea. Exactly. Um, so what's probably going to happen is that the military isn't out of it, even though they got knocked out completely at the moment uh, with elections for the next prime minister the for, uh, to form a government, a party coalition must be the majority of the combined 750 state uh, seats of the lower and upper chambers, but under the under the Hunda era constitution, Thailand's 250 seats Senate is chosen entirely by the military which means they always have a pro-military candidate up for prime minister, and that's the worldly wrap-up right now. Wow. Well, thank you, sir. We didn't get to the Elon Musk thing, but I'm sure that's not going to die off. And we did touch on it enough, you know, but basically Elon Musk said, you know, it's like, would you like a throttled, you know, Twitter in Turkey where people still have access to some version of Twitter, you know, even with certain accounts, um, you know, off the platform, or would you prefer there not be any Twitter at all? I prefer not be any Twitter whatsoever because you're just lying to yourself. I get it. I get what he's saying and I understand what he's saying, but you either have a little bit of, or is it you have a little bit of truth or no truth. Then just do no truth because that's what's going to happen. You're going to have a junta saying who can and cannot yeah, but have Twitter accounts. But Twitter is far more useful than just politics. I mean, no, not when it comes uh, around the world. No, I mean, in other countries, but just like we do here, we use it for a lot of other things. We use it for to keep track of sporting events and other news and marketing. And, uh, you know, there's lots of other uses yeah, for Twitter. Because the rest of the politics. world doesn't care what's happening. If Yeah, but they don't only use it for politics in these countries. You'd be surprised. A lot of people The majority, use- like here, the majority of it is for news and politics. But but there's so many other uses for it that I would say to lose disagree. a platform like that, I think, would, would be de- hugely detrimental. When you have a country that's run by a dictatorship that's says yes or no what happens then it doesn't make any sense to have twitter whatsoever it's like mm-hmm. twitter going to china and trying to figure it out how to work with china just don't call it twitter call it something else yeah but it. let's say here like if you were to prevent certain uh organizations from being on the platform do you just shut the whole thing down then well if you you're, if you're saying that the united states is going to start re- restricting because that's a, what they were doing a but. public company from allowing certain people to say certain things which they were yeah. And then you really should just shut it down. Just say you're a propaganda for the government and just move on from there. And then we can all live our like our lives thinking that, oh, no, Twitter's perfectly fine. Or these, uh, these companies are perfectly No one's telling us what it can and cannot say. No, it's fine. We'll just live in a bubble. 
again, the the 90% of the country does not care what happens outside the four walls of their homes half the time. So right. God forbid something happens. Well, around. we'll disagree on that one. So, But on behalf of Enable David Cabrera and yours truly, Johnny Torres, thank you so much, everybody, for watching, listening, whenever, wherever you may be doing so. Again, you can find the video version of our show on Facebook, YouTube, uh, and the audio version. You can find it on your favorite podcast platforms, wherever the tech overlords allow. Uh, so please look us up, uh, like, subscribe, follow, share, and comment uh, on behalf of Enable David Cabrera and I and our producer. Hey. We gotta come up with like a nickname for our producer. We need to get right? her so, a mic. Well, the, well, she has the mic. She just no, there she wasn't just anything, to anything to chime in today. Finally. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> 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 Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Da, da, da.